Hello and welcome to another episode of Words With Myself. There are many people who would admit that they need people around them, that they're not comfortable being alone. I am not one of these people. In fact, I'm actually quite the opposite. I need my solitude. I need time to be alone. For a multitude of reasons, to decompress, to be myself, to relax, to let go, to introspect, to make space for myself. Because often as an empath, I find it hard to prioritise myself in the presence of others. I need that solitude in order to be able to fully delve into me and it not be about other people or taking on the energies of other people. I need that time to be able to be able to fully focus on myself and not feel attached to the situation and the people around me. Another reason why is that I didn't fit in with the people around me. I felt like I had to be on my own because I felt alone even if I was in a group of people. I felt so different and estranged from people that I didn't feel like I was connected with people. It always baffled me how easily people could form those relationships and friendships and how it seems so simple to most people to be able to just have normal functional friendships and not feel like they were always stuck on the outside. So in this feeling of rejection and not feeling like I fit in anywhere, I felt like it was necessary to be on my own, to grow to love being on my own because that was all I had. That was the option was to grow accustomed to it. And despite attempts to fit in and to change myself, to become something different in order to feel like I fit in. That only made me feel more on my own. So even when I was in the presence of people, I felt more lonely then than when I was on my own. So that pushed me even further towards this direction of solitude. And in this solitude, I began to understand a lot about myself and find myself. And the more I found myself and learned to grow and develop and mature, I did a lot of that in isolation. So there was this disparity between who I was in the outside world and who I was internally, which only served to make that solitude feel even more permanent because there was this internal self who had matured in solitude and this external self exposed to the world that hadn't quite learned how to integrate those lessons and those feelings and that feeling of safety that I had found in myself didn't last when I would go out into the world and and meet people. Then that feeling of safety that was afforded to me in solitude was then lost. And it almost felt like I was back to square one. Like even if on my own I was able to find peace and settle my mind and calm down and quiet the mind, the second I would go out in public or meet people, all of that would go out the window. It was almost like I hadn't changed at all, grown at all. I was all emotionally dysregulated and, you know, I would get frustrated at people or angry or upset. And I kind of thought, why am I doing this? You know, just retreat back to that solitude, go back to being alone, because I would blame other people for me feeling that way. It was other people's fault that I felt anxious and upset or frustrated or angry You know, it was, I was fine. Because if I was on my own, I'd be fine. But if I was around them, I'd feel bad. So obviously, they were the problem. Those were the people to blame. People in general were to blame. Because 
I feel great. I love myself. I accept myself. But when that's challenged by someone or when someone wants to criticize me or say something hurtful, then I start to feel bad. And then I don't feel like I love myself so much and I don't have the confidence I had. Other people were able to manipulate that emotional state, to take from that peace. So while I was able to be who I wanted to be within a controlled environment, when I was isolated and I controlled the variables, when I was placed into a situation that I didn't have as much control over, I then lost control of myself. I found myself going back into old patterns or old feelings and all of this stuff coming up and that calm, peaceful person that I was, was no more. I felt upset and agitated by people or I felt too estranged from them and that I was so different now that I didn't even know how to connect with people. That gap between myself and others had only grown. I felt even more on the outside, even more like I couldn't fit in. So those emotions were coming back tenfold. It wasn't really that I had even changed all that much, but I had noticed the change of environment which was giving me a sense of change internally. But all of that stuff was still unresolved. True growth hadn't occurred because the stimulus that was triggering all of that pain and trauma to come up was still there. That isn't curing or fixing the problem. If you have a leak and it stops raining, that doesn't mean that the leak is fixed. It just means there's no water to prove that it's leaking. And that is not to say that I hadn't changed or evolved or grown or done any work. I had healed and understood a lot. But without that stimulus to trigger it all, you can't know whether it's fixed or not. If you feel like, oh, I'm fine as long as I don't go outside and interact with people because then all of a sudden, then I'm angry or upset or frustrated or I feel anxious around people, then you haven't really solved the root issue. It's like fighting. If you just train on your own and you've got the perfect technique to throw a jab, Perfect technique to throw a cross. Perfect technique to throw a hook. You might think that you're a really good fighter. And you might say, oh, I've got perfect technique. I'm really good at fighting. But if you've never had a fight, even if your technique is impeccable, there's so much that you're not going to know. And that you're going to quickly crumble against someone who is more experienced that maybe has less technique than you. Because... There is so much more to a situation and to understanding than just that theory. It's not good enough to just be able to throw a good punch. You also have to learn how to read them, how to understand body language and be situationally aware, know and predict what is going to happen, be able to react positively and about movement and all of this stuff. There's so much that you need that external thing to work against to understand yourself better. That exposure to the world is going to expose you to whole new depths of yourself. Without that, you're not going to be able to step deep within yourself because you have nothing to push against. You're just floating in the abyss on your own. And while there is lots to be worked out in the abyss, there is also a whole set of experiences, a whole set of understanding, a whole host of information that you cannot get 
from just being on your own. And the same goes for healing. Without having this external input and this exposure to different experiences and people with different points of view and people from different walks of life and all of this different information that is mixing with the information that you have about yourself, your own impression about yourself. For instance, you might see someone who is really attractive and really highly skilled or something and they hold themselves really confidently and they're so used to getting praise and love and they just ooze with confidence when they walk through the street. But if their external input changed and people were saying, I don't like what you look like, I don't like what you're doing, you know, they had all of this criticism and all of this hate thrown their way, their confidence might crumble because if they've been told all their life that they're great, then their confidence is going to depend on that input, that positive input and affirmation. Whereas if that changed, they might have no confidence at all. Their confidence might rest solely on that affirmation and not be a truly confident person because they know who they are and are truly rooted and solid and grounded in this confidence. It's entirely dependent on external stimuli. And if that external stimuli changes, that is the true test for confidence. If everyone is telling you you're ugly, but you can still go out there and go, well, I'm beautiful. I think I'm beautiful. I know I'm beautiful. I'm not listening to this criticism and this hate because I know what is true. And even if everyone says that I'm not, I still know it to be true. And that's true confidence. It's not dependent on other people's confirmation. You know it to be true. Therefore, that's why you are rooted in that belief. It doesn't matter what other people say because you know what is true to you. But unless you're exposed to this other side and you have the stimuli and it's proven, then you don't really know. You don't know what emotional triggers are going to be pulled. You don't know what is going to set you off or what emotions are going to come up. It's like saying I have a really strong character but never getting into a situation where you have to prove it. It's not real until it's realized, until there is action behind it, until you can be in the same situations or around the same people and not feel attached to it in the way that you did before. When you can remain detached and not get emotionally invested or emotionally triggered, when you can just see it for the situation for what it is and you know not take that on let's say someone's calling you names or being hurtful when you know that what they're saying is not true you don't feel it if someone just called you a random name you know they said you're so ugly you've got three noses you would just be like what what are you talking about i've got one nose i don't know no idea where you got that from it would be a joke you wouldn't take it on board it's only when someone says something hurtful that you believe to be true or somewhere deep down you believe it to be true or that it might be true that it gets triggered when someone calls you stupid that gets triggered because you think maybe i am maybe i'm not good enough maybe i'm not smart enough you know, whatever they call you that is giving them that reaction that is giving you that reaction that is what you believe to be true Somewhere, there is a belief that is attached to that. That's why the thing that's going to get you the most upset is the thing that you were most insecure about. When people are picking away at those insecurities and triggering them off, there's a huge emotional response. 
there's no point in shutting yourself off from the world and then saying, well, look, I've, I've healed. I, I don't feel insecure anymore because I never see anyone. Nobody tells me anything about my insecurity. But the second I go out to the world and someone mentions it, then I fly off the handles. That's not healing. That's not growth. It's actually the opposite. You're avoiding the stimuli that's going to make you grow. You're avoiding the circumstances and the situations and the people that are going to push you to grow. When you're able to have that input, to accept the the hate or accept the criticism or accept people not treating you how you want to be treated and put boundaries in place as opposed to just accepting it and letting it go. When you start to do this, that is when you start to grow more, when you start to heal, because you are able to action that internal healing and solidify it. If you're not having that practice at affirming boundaries and saying no and putting up resistance and making sure that people are being respectful to you and stopping them when they're not or walking away from a situation that isn't productive to you or getting out of friendships and relationships that aren't conductive to you early and just saying you know what this isn't for me those are the signs of healing those are the signs of growth and while it's amazing to take your solitude to introspect, to learn, to grow in solitude, to make space for yourself, to feel all that you need to feel. It's not complete. It's not the whole process. It's one step in the process. And you need that balance between solitude and exposure. You need the space and the peace and the safety in order to learn. But you also need the pressure and the exposure to grow, to implement all that you have learned. That is where you're going to find true growth. Thank you for listening.